<laughs> yes. I love it. You guys are the <laughs> gears here. That was amazing. I love it. So, with that being said, five, <laughs> four, four, three, three two, two, one. 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 Hello, world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the happy hour. We're back from the hiatus. My name is uh, David OJ, and I am at LDave01 <laughs> on Twitter, and I am joined, as always, by Ashley. Hello. Beth. Hi there. And Veronica. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, um... Uh, there was a video that I put out uh, just a, a few days ago while I was up in Vermont, and that was all my fault why we missed uh, last week's uh, recording. Totally. And it was totally my fault, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> if anyone's curious about that video, just look on the Twitter uh, for Happy Hour or look on the Facebook one and et cetera, this and the other thing. And it explains everything. I could go in. What was that? Sorry, I'm trying to. I'm shouldn't do this. I'm just giving my dog water. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Let the dog get hydrated. Right we have a podcast. <laughs> okay. Lucky's a very thirsty lady. She now is so thirsty. I now, just noticed her bowl was empty. Now everyone can understand why I took a break last week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, that one hurt. Disguise. Next week, Habear is going to be the very first ladies only have podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know how we're going to accomplish that. Oh, ho, ho. Dave, will you still record it for us? Because oh, he still does. Yeah, sure. He does I'll all just, our uh, whole thing. I'll just listen, not say a word, and put it up for you guys. No problem. How does that sound? I'll just unplug my microphone. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, so we had a super uh, special, a bit of an exclusive uh, with the happy hour, actually. Uh, something yeah. that hasn't been really uh, talked about at all by anybody, and that we got Alex Skelchenyuk's a farewell statement to <laughs> Montreal. And here it is. <laughs> That's exactly right, Angus. It was jack shit. I, I have given Alex Galchenyuk enough time now to give some sort of farewell to the fans in the city of Montreal that, has, that was his first NHL team that he came into and we've loved him dearly. And where is it? I think it's classless. I'm a bit annoyed by it, but it's non-existent. But it's. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing to talk about, though. What's the deal? Well, obviously, know. Angus has some opinions about it. <laughs> He's pretty pissed. I mean, Angus um, was our insider on that, so <laughs> it's it's interesting, though. I mean, at the very least. throw up a one line on Instagram or something like you're on it every day dude we see you yeah Yeah. you know like one thing could have been said even if it's just screw you guys yeah but to just I'm going home it's it's almost as weird as posting a picture of you with a teammate and photoshopping the logo off your helmet Mm, it's a really weird weird tack to take yeah that's like you can't just pretend the team didn't exist (laughs) Wait, I think I'm in the dark with that one. Who did that? What? What? Who? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Some that nobody. Nobody. It was just a <laughs> uh, uh, for instance. Oh. <laughs> so for instance, hmm. um, hmm. our beloved Scott Gomez 
Um, it was his birthday or something a couple of years ago. And a former teammate of his who is no longer a Montreal Canadian posted a photo of the two of them when they were both Montreal Canadians at practice and photoshopped the logo off of Mr. Gomez's helmet. Oh. Which seemed well then very weird. That's it's a, just hmm. exactly like use any adjective you want. The only one I have is fucking weird. Yeah. Like, why? We all know where it was from. We can all <laughs> recognize all the other colors. We know when you played together. What are, what are you doing? Oh my god. And then wow. his um his whole sort that. of base went crazy falling all over themselves explaining what happened there saying oh there was a trademark infringement concern <laughs> or, or something sure like, yeah that's what it was that's wow. exactly it i mean yeah, i can just whatever. i can open up instagram right now and cite maybe 50 habs dedicated <laughs> yeah. instagrams that show the logo all day every day for the all of time? I mean, they're not <laughs> getting sued by the Habs. The Habs don't have time for that shit. No. That's amazing. However, we However, digress. Yeah. The point is, I wish Galchenyuk luck in the future, and oh, I absolutely. wish we had heard from him as a farewell. Likewise. I was, um... Yes. It was just, it just, it surprised me. I was like, alright, let's give him time, let's Definitely. give him time. More time. Contrast it with Max Domi. Right. Who probably had, you know, a, uh, I don't know, a 15th of the fan base that Alex, Galchen- Alex Galchenyuk had. Oh, my God. I have such a hard time with L names. <clears throat> uh, it's like me with my K Ashley, names. Ashley, we're going to have to talk about this with my speech. Um, I'm here for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Max Domi, a wonderful, loving, touching tribute to his or not to his fan base but to the fan base in arizona as a farewell and then you know like they all do it right like farewell fair farewell to my old team and to the fans and you know thank you so much for supporting me and everything else and then the new one to my new team looking forward to it can't wait blah 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 max domi did it he's younger than alex galchenyuk yeah. Honestly, yeah, oh, and and I don't mean this to be as offensive as it's about to sound. All the <laughs> nothing players do it, like a little bit time player that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, still puts out his little notepad screenshot on Twitter and says, yeah. "Thanks for everything. Looking forward to this new opportunity." I you mean, can fake it, pal. You're a professional. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's Devante Smith, Pelly, you know, the greatest former Hab that we have, um, <laughs> cried when he was, you know, traded. Like, come on. Yeah. We got nothing yeah. from Galchenyuk, that soulless little boy. <laughs> it was weird. I feel I feel bad impugning yeah, him I just, because I feel exactly. bad about um you know, his whole, everything that's whole going on there. But right. yeah. But come on, man. It's an interesting Is it thing. like it's it's like when you leave a job, perhaps not by your own choice. You're you're not burning bridges like that kind of stuff. Like you know that the the NHL is a small family, really, and it's the 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 absence of some kind of a, a gesture towards the fans or the city of Montreal is notable. 
it's For it's sure. weird. Just yeah. weird. Totally. Totally. So, and I will say, I'll play my own devil's advocate because I say this all the time. We're not ooh. owed anything by him. No. Right? To be fair, we're not owed anything. It's just weird. A respect thing. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's kind of a, a something that's done. Like, players do it. Max Domi did it. You know? And it was just nothing from Alex Galchenyuk, who was sort of very, like, he interact not interact did a lot with the fans but he posted a lot addressing the fans in Montreal and everything else and he left and it was just like nada and it, it is just strange because he and his family are very active on social media so it's very mm-hmm. it seems like a very pointed yes. thing to not put anything mm-hmm. well, I agree that's why we have Max Domi now to fawn over and enjoy instead of this or that. Speaking rather. of active on social media, holy Max Domi. <laughs> and his dad, and Ty Domi. Oh my God. What a great segue. Didn't even prepare for this one. Yeah, Ty Domi. Welcome to the club, pal. Jesus. So Max Domi said something on social media on the weekend. God, I can't remember what it was, but he said something about, you know, Montreal and being a Habs fan or whatever and some you know account from the Leafs fan base tweeted him like you know we paid your family's bills for all those years or something like that and Ty Domi responded to him said and said and now the Montreal Canadians are I love that. Thumbs up emoji. It was a very awesome. It was a very Veronica reply. Oh, I love that. Wow. Now he's going to be cute. I can't wait to see him dress up and get beyond the ice and all that stuff. I'm almost more excited about Ty Domi. I have to say he's so like, if you look, so I started following him and I looked down at at his whole feed and he's either retweeting his son or retweeting the Habs. And he's just like the biggest fan now. And honestly, he was on with Melnick um, right after uh, Max got traded to the Habs. And I almost feel like, well, he was on with Melnick, but really it was all about Knuckles. And I feel like that would be great. Like I would totally tune in to a Knuckles and Ty Domi oh, sort of post-game show. Right? Or I didn't know like I that. needed this till my right now. God. <laughs> Okay, somebody call yeah. TSN 690. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet the guys after the podcast. Wow, you heard it here first. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. great idea. Yeah, oh honestly. My Lord. Yes. I, I wish I could afford to go to the Leafs home opener just to see what happens. Ooh. And like and like Ty Domi showing up in a Habs jersey there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't even thought about that. And uh, like I am not um i i'm too young of a hockey fan not hu- not in human years i don't want anybody to get offended but in <laughs> hockey fan years i'm too young to have watched and watched taidomi and know lots about him i didn't i'd heard his name before but i didn't really know anything about him until this trade happened but just seeing him and um max do their thing on various social media platforms just m- makes me very interested in 
I, yeah. I, I, it's interesting in the rivalry. I think the rivalry is going to be a, a little bit bigger than it has been lately, like on the ice, maybe. And I mean, also between fans, of course, but it's always there. But I think maybe on the ice, it'll be a little bit bigger and more aggressive. So for what I remember from like, so Ty Domi retired in 06. And honestly, between 2000 and 2006, it's really a blur for me. Like I didn't, because my kids were babies and little and I just, I hardly ever sat down to watch a game and I wasn't able to watch or, you know, pay attention too closely to the team. And it was also before, you know, this madness of Twitter and everything else. So all I know, all I knew was we hate Ty Domi. Oh my God, we hate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just like to see him turn around and be the world's biggest Habs fan. And with that, in that, um, um, conversation that he had with Melnick and Knuckles, he was just going on and on and on about the respect for the organization and everything else. And it almost seemed like he slipped up at one point going, you know, growing up, the Habs were my, and he kind of stopped. And then he's like, you know, Lafleur, Knuckles, all these guys, they were so great. But it was just like, what were you about to say, Ty Domi? <laughs> say it, say it. Because <laughs> he was just like, so... Like, I put it up there on Twitter that day. It's like, I imagine, after Ty Domi's tweet, like, I imagine Max calling Ty after learning about the trade and them just fucking tackling with glee because that's how they've been acting ever since. Awesome. They certainly have acted completely 100% joyful in all of this. And Oh, yeah. I don't know. The part that I'm loving, even rivalries and whatnot aside just watching him in supportive dad mode is kind of super cool and puts taidomi in a whole new light for me i do yes. remember hating taidomi a whole lot um <laughs> so it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting to see this new incarnation um and my my real favorite part of it all is all of the leafs fans being like what we didn't even care about taidomi we don't care about him anymore <laughs> tai who i don't even care <laughs> <laughs> That's my real favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like us with John Tavares. Who? Who? Yeah, I don't know who we don't care. About. Um Wasn't that the guy so, with the um Oh uh, shit. Let me think about it. No, I don't the think the duvet cover. No, no, no. No, with the pajamas. Oh. The pajamas. Pajama boy. Yeah. Pajama Sam. Whoever it was, anyways, it can't be that important. <laughs> Does anybody remember. else ever play Pajama Sam? No. no idea what you're talking okay. about. It's a computer game. Uh, oh, from my childhood. What, what did it oh. teach you? How to solve puzzles. Wow. <laughs> Critical thinking <laughs> skills. Because that makes me think of like Reader Rabbit or something like that. No, 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 no. It was more fun than Reader. I mean, Reader Rabbit was cool, but it was. Are you telling me that Reader Rabbit wasn't fun? I just. What are you guys said? I don't about. even know what you're talking about. Right I played now. like 64 bit games Christ. called like Bagasaurus. You had to go around as a Stegosaurus and pick up different words oh. to fill in your little. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. We didn't have computer games when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, my man. kids played them. <laughs> this This conversation can go. Really into left field. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring the truck back. All right, okay. we're going back to hockey. However, okay. Jazz Jackrabbit right, right. was awesome. Anyways, so, <laughs> so uh, the next thing we wanted to talk about is uh, really uh, more. Can I just end and say one thing really quickly about uh, Ty Domi? All right, e break. Sorry, just one really quick. Um, I Veronica encourage break. anybody who hasn't listened to that um, interview 
to go and listen to it because I was like, I had a lot of time on my hands this weekend when my boyfriend was off working. And so I went back and re-listened to it and re-listened to every word and the admiration that he has for his son and how supportive he is of his son and kind of, uh, you know, he's not like that kind of dad who's kind of living vicariously. He just seems like he's so thrilled for Max and 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 says that you know max is better and more creative and smarter and tougher and all of those things like he like just the adoration that he has for his kid and the the unbridled excitement that he has that he's a montreal canadian is really a treat to listen to so if anybody hasn't i encourage you to I think that's a fair point to make, too, that that's a really nice dynamic to have in the organization is a dad that's involved supportively, and that's where it ends. So you, like, let your kid go be his own hockey player and be there to cheer him on. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really positive, um, um, what's the word I want? Positive atmosphere to bring into the locker room, I hope. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm -hmm. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. No way to beat around the bush there. That would be uh, mm-hmm. that's desperately needed, especially because of yeah. how things have played out uh, last year. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But another thing that will probably help that would be the signing of the new assistant coach for Les Habitants, Luke Luke oui. Richardson, who will be taking charge of the blue line and shaping all of that up. Um, now, with Luke Richardson, I had data on him, but now I don't. So if anyone can help me out with that, that would be great. I think it's a good hire based on what I don't have anymore. But... <laughs> so, so I don't know much about, about him, but from he came from the Islanders, and... He, oh, that's um, who we were getting from the Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> and My he's bad. pals with Bergevin. They were teammates, I think. But they go way back. And <clears throat> Stop talking. There was a bit of... We what? share the same birthday. What? Yep. What? Okay, go Obviously on. Obviously, it's a good hire then. My God. Well, there it is. You heard it from me. Wow, I'm, uh, I'm so ha- I'm speechless. Keep going. I gotta look up all that's stuff amazing. Now. I'm so happy. Right um, so yeah, so those guys knew each other, and it kind of reminded me of during. Um, it might have been at the post mortem where um, uh, Bergevin was asked about coaches, uh, co- possible coaching changes, and he sort of didn't discount it at all. Um, but what he did say is, you know, we've got to wait and see what happens in the off season and see who becomes available. And I feel like he had his eye on this guy. Um, and so he, uh, he is an advocate for, um, it's sad, but he's an advocate for teen suicide. He had a tragedy with his daughter, um, a few years ago. Um, he sounds really, Oh my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Darren Richardson. He, I'm sure you guys have seen the "Do It for Darren" stuff floating around hockey Twitter periodically, and that's whose daughter it was. No kidding. Okay. Wow. So, and he, he and his family are, you know, advocates for for you know getting help and all of that stuff, which I find really cool. But he uh, seems to be a really sort of like just listening to him speak. He's a thinker. 
Um, he's well-spoken. Um, by all accounts, he's a good communicator. And I think that that's what they've basically done in this off-season with all of these coaching changes. Communication and, yeah. a, um, and a very big focus on youth. That was yes. a thing that I was trying to mention before that I forgot about because he was, as well, the coach uh, for the Binghamton Senators. And they had a very good record under him, which I'm trying to find right now. So if anybody has anything else to say about him while I look that up, that would be ideal. Oh, no, wait. Actually, I got it. because I, I didn't have anything else. <laughs> so in, in 304 regular season games, uh, while, uh, while a coach of the Binghamton Senators, uh, he had a record of 103 wins to 120 losses. So it's not like spectacular, but it is above you know that, that 50% threshold that we would hope for. Um, it sounds like it's below that 50%. I was going to say, say 100, what are you? <laughs> 103 to 120? 153. Oh, oh okay. That's sorry. not what I heard either. <laughs> nope, me neither. God, these Carry F, on. These F I'm words, sorry. I swear. It's F words, it's K words, it's just <laughs> words. You know, words that, are hard. That words yeah, are hard. So hard. Ashley knows that certainly, not in a mm -hmm. bad way, but in a good way. <laughs> because you fix hard words. Yeah. That's exactly what it says on my resume. I, I know it's impressive. <laughs> Never seen it before on a resume, and then it was like, well, we have to hire this lady. <laughs> I think hard word. <laughs> Lula Lamorello. <laughs> Who? Lula. Exactly. with that name. Okay. Low, Carry low, on, Dave. Low. No, actually, that was only, honestly the only thing I wanted to say. Oh. Uh, he had a nice coaching record with the Binghamton Senators. And also, just being a person coaching AHL, an AHL team, he's always surrounded by kids. Unless there's, like, you know, the, the smattering of veteran people in the AHL. But it's just as already mentioned as well communication and experience uh coaching kids that's good yep so that is jack damn it luke richardson <laughs> can't believe i just fucking did that again <laughs> you right, almost made it through almost and see that was the <laughs> so last close. thing fucking damn it oh one last thing about luke richardson Who? when he oh yeah he was all he jack. was also interviewed on um tsn 690 and he was pretty pumped. Like, he was pretty excited God. about the change. Like, he could have stayed on Long Island or Brooklyn or whatever, but he was pretty pumped about, about the change. So, I feel uh, good things. Okay. You know that what? I know I'm pretty biased, but who fucking wouldn't be? Look I know! Organization. Look what they have going for them. Exactly. You would be ridiculous to not be excited to join them. Egg mm -hmm. friggin' exactly. Yeah. I coached for the Montreal fucking Canadiens. I'm etched into the history of the entire sport. Not just the team, Bam. but the sport. No matter what's yeah. going on. Um, and I think I have something off topic that I want to clear up. The difference between Long Island and Brooklyn. <laughs> it seems, I, I always hear odd little comments. Now, do, the, the whole thing, like, do you guys, do you guys understand the geography down there? Or is that the disconnect? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand any geography anywhere. I think it's I think it's Long Island. First of all. 
For starters. I don't even know if so I should even continue. So sassy. Oh, my goodness. Damn. Long Island. That's how they say it on The Sopranos. Anyways, down in Long Island. Um, no, the, the whole thing is that... Where the giraffes live. Brooklyn is on Long Island Island. Long Island, yeah. the town oh, or whatever. Is? Yes, it is. Yeah. Like New I've York been City. I'm making fun of it incorrectly like, all this no, time. No, no, it's okay because New York City is like kind of on a, a, a patchwork of not islands, but they're like peninsulas and called New York mm. City with Manhattan, Bronx, and Queens, Brooklyn, which is actually on Long Island Island and all of that stuff. So whenever they say the long like the the new york islanders uh, that's the whole issue back in the nassau center that was long island but their new place is in brooklyn which is still on long island but it's brooklyn. oh shit yeah that's too bad right so because that for me was always the joke oh is that I they're just... not they're not in long island they're in brooklyn well and i mean technically so, it yeah. sort of is true but i mean New York's weird down there. <laughs> Where are you? Upstate? Oh, yeah. I'm way upstate. I'm. It takes oh. me like two and a half hours to get to New York City. He's in basically Canada. I am. <gasps> Lucky. Close. Close. I'm in Albany. <laughs> I recall that Bill Burr mentioned that Albany, because he flew into Albany, and he mentioned it on a comedy special of his, he said that Albany is the kind of city that you fly into when you're trying to get somewhere else, or nowhere. <laughs> and I said, well, that's right, because okay, another story about Albany, um, when I'm, whenever I'm in uh, Montreal, I'm talking about Albany, people are like, oh, is that the bus stop? I'm like, oh. I mean, it is. It's one of the biggest bus stops <laughs> in the state, but <laughs> Jesus. Um, can I talk about the New York Islanders for a second? You may talk about anything. Is that you cool? Want. Yeah. Well, I just that's, that's don't so want cool. people to think this is a New York Islanders podcast. No, it is certainly not. I don't, we spend I'm more time talking about non-hockey than hockey. So <laughs> yeah, this is it. no. This is a good one. This is an interesting um, one. <laughs> I don't. I. I. I don't know if I mentioned this in season one or not, but um, I feel like I might have for some reason. But did uh, some guy that has a comedy news show on like Comedy Central or whatever, when the Islanders moved a couple years to Brooklyn a couple years ago, um, he sent like his correspondent out to hang out with Cal Clutterbuck and show Cal Clutterbuck <laughs> oh, around Brooklyn, God. and they went <laughs> and then after that they went to um, a local rink. And um, Kyle Clutterbuck and the correspondent who, like, doesn't skate or play hockey at all, um, like, they they went and, like, Kyle, like, showed him, like, different things to do, like, drills and stuff. And then they had, like, a skating race and the correspondent had a head start and he was still, like, ha he was halfway down the ice before Cal started and he still got smoked by Kyle Clutterbuck. They're wearing GoPros. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. I have to find out who it is. It was the the uh both the show and the course the, the host and the correspondent are they're both um they're they're really cool black guys they're hilarious uh, is um, it the daily show Noah. so it's daily yeah. show but i don't know because i feel like it was an older Stewart, yeah i thought it was an older leave. i think it was an older guy i don't think it was i don't oh, think it was trevor daily the correspondent from the daily show 
We had glasses. Yes. Was, Whose name yeah. I forget, but he is yeah. fucking funny. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. It was it was really funny, and it was only a couple minutes. Um, and Cal Clutterbuck was actually like a fun guy for three minutes of his life. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'll find it and see if I can. I'll post it on the internet. Yeah. But yeah, that was Share a thing a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it was funny. If it's who I'm thinking of. It's he's really funny. Awesome. It'd be cool to see. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we'll have to check anyway. that out. Share it up. And um, <laughs> enough so, about the Islanders. Yeah, enough about the Islanders. That, that <laughs> abysmal team on their abysmal island. Montauk's nice, but okay. Anyways, um, Maximilian <clears throat> Pacioretty. My God, what a radio silence on him this past week, as opposed to last week where it was all anyone was talking about. Do you mean current captain of the Montreal Canadiens, Max yeah. Pacioretty? Yes, that yeah. one. Okay. I was Just actually Montreal Canadian talking about captain. the doughboy down the street, Max Pacioretty. <laughs> I haven't heard from him at all, and I like my dough. No, um, so it's my understanding that he's out of the country at present. Out of he's not in Canada. Literally, oh, what does that he's probably, mean? He's probably at well, home. He, maybe yeah, he's he visiting has a family, house in Florida. and his family's in like. Connecticut, aren't they? Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah. I just find it in- interesting that so many trades were imminent, mm-hmm. and yet he is still a Montreal Canadian. So I don't know. Part of me wants them to just rip off the band aid and get it fucking over with. And the other part of me wants to be like, nope, don't do it. Sign him out of spite for everybody rumoring that he's going to be traded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> spite sign. Yeah. That's a thing Mark Bergevin would do, right? So, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, on the Twitter machine, I saw a tweet being retweeted all over the place, breaking in capital letters. And I thought, oh, what is this? Don Le Coulis? Is it 25 Stanley? What is this? Breaking Montreal Canadiens news. Oh, I wonder who it was. It was from The Athletic. Our friends at The, the athletic. athletic. Our friends at The Athletic. So, the breaking story was uh, a, an, a source close to the NHL close said <laughs> in proximity to the NHL. yeah said that um, Mark Bergevin had expressed to our captain Max Pacioretty that he wanted to trade him quote unquote as soon as possible and he was not going to extend him and blah 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 okay so this kind of thing, first of all, I find extremely unhelpful. Like, I think that we've uh, uh, reached a point uh, sort of in social media and media and everything else where, we, where we're starting to think like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but we're starting to think like the, the, these kind of stories are important news that like we need to know this and they have to be reporting this. It's none of our business. It's not politics. It's not the government. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I mean, like, what? Why did we need to know this? The athletic was obviously targeted by somebody who wanted to plant this story as being a, um, you know, sort of a, a credible news organization. But they just came off looking like another rumor site for me. And I'm like, how is this news valuable to me? How, uh, why do I need to know this? If it's even true, why? 
the only thing that I can do is deal with either Max being traded if it ever happens or Max staying with the team. And, you know, just this whole sort of notion that we have to know everything that's going on. Well, now it looks like nothing's happening. But tomorrow something may happen. Who knows? But, like, why are we, like, what's the point of spreading this rumor? It's like the worst episode of As the World Turns. <laughs> like... The point of spreading that rumor was because it's July and they needed content and clicks and something to give their paying subscribers. It's really just yeah. a more expensive 25 Stanley at this point. That's what it because is. Because that had that had nothing. There was no credible journalism to that article at all. It was sensationalism and that's it. And yeah. I would be well, really <laughs> upset if I paid for that at this point. Yeah, and further sort of furthering the narrative of the evil male- malevolent Mark Bergevin. Yeah. You know? Like, how yeah. dare he? On his castle, on his mountain. <laughs> the evil. Where so, <clears throat> the sun does not shine. Clouds hang. I mean, they... <laughs> ever present. With cracks of lightning sh- rumbling through the stone hallways of his malevolent <laughs> fortress. We go now into the dungeon depths. Where lurk <laughs> past trades and former house players. Bereft <laughs> of any. Where he's stirring all. his cauldron. Yeah, I would watch it's, this. Uh, I, know. I will. I will narrate it. <laughs> I will write out a script right now. <laughs> but yeah, there is a lot of. Ugh. Sorry uh, to go sideways a little bit, but there is. You can see why um, this outfit was sort of selected to place this rumor, if that's the way it went, because there, there's just there. It, that's the story over there. Mark Bergevin is a bad guy. That's the story over there. I will never forget when, going back to Alex Galchenyuk for a sec, when he um, was rumored, was, yeah, when um, the French radio station put the rumor out there about him having um, uh, d- drug dependence problems or whatever it was and that he had gone into rehab and the whole city just fucking freaked out Mm -hmm. and after um i don't remember why mark bridgman was addressing the media but he was and of course he was asked about this issue that we all needed to know about which was about alex galchenyuk's alex galchenyuk's personal life and and his trip to rehab if it happened and Mark Bergevin just said nothing. He didn't confirm or deny it. He didn't. He he said he wasn't in a position to comment on that kind of thing. He said that um, you know the NHL uh, rehab program is there for players who wish to make a use of it, and that's all he said. And against my better judgment, I guess out of curiosity, later that day I went to listen to the podcast from The Athletic, and they were ripping Mark Bergevin, a new one, for not having stood up for his player and said something in support of him. And I just thought, are you new? (laughs) If Mark Bergevin says anything, confirming or denying or anything, it will be misconstrued seven ways till Sunday, and the whole brouhaha surrounding this player and his supposed addiction problem doesn't die 
because in Montreal, that's what we do. We dissect everything to death and we parse out every single syllable that comes out of the GM's mouth. So he said nothing. And you know what? Other than this podcast where they were condemning him for not having said anything, the story died. That's the thing, right? Like Nobody I, talked about it again. I can see how people can construe, oh, he didn't mention it. He didn't deny it. So maybe it really is true and he just doesn't want to say it. But that has been Mark Bergman's policy literally from the beginning. He doesn't ever say anything. He comments on hockey matters and that's it. Unless he's forced to when it's something like um, Zach Cassian, where that was the reason for the trade. Yes. But even then, he doesn't really, he doesn't give no. you any details. That's been his status quo. So there's literally nothing you could read into that because it's the way he's always been. His refusal to deny it is the exact same thing as his refusal to say that it's true. Yes. So I, because it, if you're he does exactly come right. out and it's say, a story. Yeah, we're so supportive of him and this, you know, endeavor or, or, or trying to get out of this issue. Then the story just goes on and on forever about the problem that this player has and, you know, follows him around. And it's just like, he said nothing. He talked about the existence of the program, which is anonymous in the NHL. And it's there for players who want to make a use of it, period, the end. That's all he said. And he was attacked. I don't know. I don't know about attacked. But they were talking about, you know, how... Vilified. Yeah, he was vilified for it. And I just, at the time, I just thought that's the perfect thing to do. Because otherwise, the children in Montreal will never let this go. And he, nobody understands that better than Mark Bergevin. And case in point, I've been largely ignoring everything having to do with hockey Twitter ever since this stupid rumor came out a few, a couple of weeks ago. Because I just thought, oh, God, okay, it's silly season it's the dog days and they're going to try to do anything that they can to get their clicks so i've been ignoring it but i did listen to and i can't remember what i was listening to uh on the radio this week how they were going on and on and on about uh max patch his trade value is so low at its lowest point because the habs do nothing but drive down the value of their players and i was like when did how did when did that happen when when did they did when he was a healthy scratch? Because I don't remember that. Did his minutes get reduced? I don't remember that. That's an interesting. Did they throw him under the bus? Because I don't remember that either. Yeah, that's an interesting thing there too. Because I'm not sure if other GMs around the league listen to the media in order to ascertain the value of Maximilian Pacioretty. <laughs> Can you imagine if they just took? Mark Bergevin's word for it. Oh, is that what you think about? Okay. It's kind of like you. as That's if fine. colleagues in like a form of a business of some sort listen to each other than the peanut gallery around them. I mean, I think the point is that they, Mark Bergevin then, the point that media is making is that Mark Bergman then makes himself easier to swindle out of p good assets because he is the one devaluing them. Not, and, yeah. And when did he devalue? Like, it's sort of like this conventional, <clears throat> sort of this commonly accepted fact now that when they were talking about attitude <laughs> at that uh, press conference, that they were talking about Max. Were they? Because I'll tell you, the only major roster change that they made this season was giving away 
or trading way, Alex Galchenyuk. Mm-hmm. And That's everybody just seems to say they were talking about Max. And I'm like, how do you know they were like, what did I miss? It's just like this thing gets propagated on social media and on the airwaves and everything else until it just sort of like broken telephone becomes this accepted fact. Like it's a fact. And I'm like, when did the only thing that I've heard Mark Burzvan say about Max Pacioretty is that he is in his future plans. He's refused to say anything else. And so how is that devaluing your asset? I mean, it'd be devalued if they traded Max for a six round pick. Like, However, no trade has happened, so one has to assume traded. that Bergevin is holding on tight to that unless he gets a damn good offer, as he does with everything else yes. that goes on. Unless it's but Lars like, Eller, because uh, Lars Eller was obviously a loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, it's it's silliness, and it... it it upsets me when I hear these things because I'm like, where are you hearing this? Because you have not heard it from Mark Brisbane. And that's where it always ultimately ends. The things that end up happening are communicated by the Montreal Canadiens. That's right. And, and, and only by the Montreal Canadiens. And, and only by them. Except for that one year, Kiprios broke the story and we know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing. So, speaking of uh, the communication of the Habs, um, Veronica, you would know uh, very well what it's like <laughs> to communicate with uh, Monsieur Bergeron. <gasps> yeah. Bon, baby? I met him one time. Yeah, that is true. You did meet him as well. <laughs> I was upset. So, last, on, on I think it was on the weekend, um, the questions that had been asked of Mark Bergevin were posted on the Canadians website and got tweeted out. And I will say I was a little just a little disappointed that he did not reply to the happy hour. Oh, see, I was Remember? Okay. Yeah, I yeah, well, I sent mine to <laughs> Geoff, I thought. Oh. Did I? I thought you sent it to Mark. Hmm. I sent one to Mark. He did not answer mine. <laughs> I didn't send anything in this time. <laughs> So I sent the question, I sent him two, I sent him, um, what did I say? Oh yeah, do you think that this roster, which looks almost exactly the same as last year, except for maybe the new guys, um, has, you know, had an attitude adjustment sufficient to go into the next year? And then my follow-up question was, can you please update us on Shea Weber and Andrew Shaw and Paul Byron's surgeries? And so... Literally the day after I asked that question on Twitter, the news came out about Shea Weber. And so then this thing that was posted by the Habs was last Saturday. And when Mark Bridgevant answered me, he said, well, I've already told you about Shea Weber. And I'm like, well, but I asked you before you told me about Shea Weber. So I kind of looks I like. I <laughs> want to be the bug on that wall when you two get into an argument. <laughs> Listen. Oh my God. Listen here. Holy crap. Just, just watch out for his arms. He has a, he has a really intense southpaw. <laughs> he paid attention to me when I screamed at him across the hotel lobby. He stopped dead in his tracks. Murder. 
so yeah and he so he answered a bunch of questions that day questions that i i myself thought were interesting and oh, you know sure. uh, <laughs> Uh, the 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 usual suspects on Twitter were upset that he hadn't answered their "Why haven't you handed in your resignation?" questions. <laughs> it's like, and it was um, like I didn't think like I don't even think that the questions were softball questions. They were just curious. But of course, everybody has to shit on everything. Absolutely, and it kind of um, well, the whole thing uh, that I wanted to mention about it is that. Uh, yeah, Bergevin went out of his way to answer questions uh, from the fans. Uh, Jeff Molson uh, also did his Like a Boss uh, segment just recently, too. So those were all this week. And a really, really interesting one that I finally got a chance to watch today was the uh, behind-the-scenes of the draft video, which I've never seen before from another team. And I hope that somebody would correct me if somebody else has done that. But it was super interesting, and I thought it was really cool. That I don't they care if anybody that. else has done it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, more so that any that any other teams do something like that. I am a very bad fan because I haven't watched that yet. Oh, it's ten minutes of gold. Oh my god, I can't wait. Okay, a bunch I'm of uh, scouts me. from all the different regions around the globe uh, talking to each other about this player, that player. Not naming names of the players, but just how much thought goes into uh, what they do at the draft. It's fascinating. Hmm. It's certainly another layer to this whole transparency onion that they've been unpeeling for the whole summer so far. Um, Yeah. Like, I feel like we've gotten way more information than I ever anticipated from that. I just thought they meant, like, when people ask us, we'll maybe give a little bit more information. But they're, like, volunteering a ton of information. Yeah. And I, it feels a little bit like um, attempting to control the spin, which in a media-heavy market like Montreal, I'm surprised they haven't tried this tactic before. Yeah. Like they've, they've been all out with the ignore it tactic before this, and I think this getting ahead of it try is is the way to go because it's, like, how can you fault all that actual information they're giving you? And it's interesting that it coincides with the timing of the new uh, communications public relations guy. Oh, right. I was. That's exactly. What I was just thinking that guy that came right. in from whatever brewing company he was a part of beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, that well, guy seems to oh, be yeah. doing his job. Mm-hmm. He's getting ahead of the message, and frankly, I feel like um, sort of taking back their team and for the fans I'm taking my fucking team back you know like it's for so long and I understand how it is in Montreal but uh, the media insert themselves as characters into the story and they're not the story they're not the stars the team is the players are you know and that's the way it always used to be and it's become this uh, sort of this huge grotesque animal like i know that red fisher he he was you know he didn't have any hairs on his tongue as we say in chile and he told it as it was and he was openly critical when it was time to be critical of the team oh my god you guys have the best sayings ever i need an explainer because (laughs) no hairs on your tongue no hairs on it yeah (laughs) why 
cool. when when you just tell it how it is and you don't fucking sugarcoat anything and you don't have any time to beat around the bush, what? it means you don't have any hairs on your tongue. Like you are just clean tongued. Wow. <laughs> so can I ask a question? Is it normal for you to have hairs on your tongue? <laughs> well, don't we have hairs on our tongue? Don't we have hairs all over no. our body? We have taste buds on, on our tongue. tongue. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna ask my mom about that. But I've, yeah, I've grown up need saying some that. Chilean uh, <laughs> wisdom here, because I've I never heard so that. Much. In my... Wow. Oh so, my God. But... <laughs> and so now, like, um, yeah. So I feel like we're taking our team back. I feel like they're taking our team back again. It's not like the free press and democracy and government and politics and all that shit. It's not like just, just report on what's happening because if not, all you are is a rumor and speculation site. So if they're getting in front of the message, you know, and, and sort of being out there first with it and with different stories and everything else. I mean, a lot of people are bitter about the fact that they're doing this because they have to shit on everything that the Habs do. But um, I just, I find it refreshing. And it's just like, it's kind of like back to the old days. Don't we would just wait and find stuff out. Mm-hmm. And talking about uh, waiting to find stuff out, uh, there were some... There was a significant signing, at least with the Habs, at least I thought it was <laughs> significant, with Philip Deneau inking Philippe a new contract. Deneau. Three years, $3 million. So that would put him right in the wheelhouse where other centers will be coming up, uh, including yeah. our lovely Jesperi Katakaniemi, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Evans, Ryan Paling, and... Mm-hmm. There's others in there as well, but that's the thing. Dano is probably going to be the veteran center when those kids come up, and I think that's fine. I find that awesome, and $3 million is just fine. Uh, the Habs right now, according to Cap Friendly, have around $7.5 million left to spend on whatever, and we'll see what happens with that. But the more important uh, fact with the Dano signing is that all the arbitration cases are now yeah. done. That's it. Yeah. And Dano, with some, with an exception, I think, I think is the last NHL contract to sign. So the Habs contractually are locked up. Mm-hmm. Aside from Kirby Reichel and Mike McCarron, and Michael McCarron is an interesting uh, specimen this summer. To see uh, how his contract goes. Well, I hope that it'll be interesting to see if he's the beneficiary of um, the new coaching mentality. <clears throat> oh, both without a doubt. in Laval and in Montreal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Dominique Ducharme and uh, the other guy, Joël Bouchard. That's right. So, I just feel like the time is now. <laughs> Wait, isn't Dom? Uh... Up with the uh, so he's in Montreal, the big club. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about uh, Joao Bouchard but down in Laval. McCarron goes up and down, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I imagine that yeah. McCarron will probably start in Laval unless he has one of the yes. best training camps of his life. Yeah, no, I see him starting in Laval for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would have to be very impressive for otherwise. Yeah. Like I said, 
like I said, yeah. if he has an amazing uh, training <laughs> camp. But the so more important... that's what you said. Yeah, exactly what I said. You know, I say things and people listen sometimes, <laughs> and then they say something else. And I'm like, oh, so you know, like that thing I said, right? <laughs> the same thing I said. Cool. I like this game too. It's one of my favorites growing up, actually. Uh, talking about something and then. <laughs> Hairs on that. your tongue. Oh um, my god. Okay, so the important thing again with all that is that uh, all the players, uh, the club has avoided uh, arbitration completely, yeah. and it kind of sounds like you know Bears events doing a job well. Again. It sure sounds like it. Sure sounds like and it. And I, I kind of feel like that's what's pissing people off. <laughs> so they're looking for other things to complain about because oh, I got one. Yeah. Actually, oh. actually, I got two. A complaint. Uh, well, no, I don't personally have one, but okay. I know something that people are bitching about. Um, wow, I don't know how to frame this. I don't think people are bitching about uh, Simon Dupre, but I found him an interesting PTO for the Habs, a left-handed mm-hmm. defenseman who I don't see in the NHL unless I'm off my rocker here. So we have... He, um, we were talking about this before the podcast, unless we talked about it while we were, while we were recording. I don't remember, but, um, maybe, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> he was a, he was a Pittsburgh penguin mm-hmm. played in the Stanley cup playoffs, Drafted scored himself a goal. Yep. yep. And then he was on the ducks and while on the ducks, he was the victim of an illegal headshot um, uh, delivered by Tyson Berry. And Ugh. he was out for 42 games, I think, that season. When he returned the following season, um, he had sort of recurring symptoms, and it kind of derailed his career. And then he got bought out, I think, for, like, cap reasons, by the Ducks. He went to the KHL. I'm not sure how impressive he was there, but he's being given given a shot again by the Montreal Canadiens, which I find really interesting. Um, when he was, he was another guy who was on with Melnick um, and talking about how like he, he literally said, and people are going to fucking laugh their asses off about this, but he literally said, I thought about where I want to win a Stanley Cup, and the only place I can think of is Montreal. Man, what a golden boy. Also a right? Laval native. Yeah. So good for him. Nah, it's, yeah. uh, I'm very curious to see how uh, Simon Dupre will, will do. Um, so just when you when you look at the uh, the depth chart when we have on defense for left-handed we're always looking for left-handed defensemen for sure but with the likes of um crap i don't know which hands these poor kids are but like jules and Matei, <laughs> it's like man yeah who knows who knows the thing is though like it's just a tryout and oh, so yeah. there's nothing that's harmed by like there's so much potential and so much that could go very well for everybody involved and that i just it's it's great. He, I love sound, it. he sounds to me very humble and very realistic and very motivated. So yes. what's not to like? Exactly. All important attitude things. Yes, and, exactly. And exactly with what um, Ashley was just saying with the low risk, high possible reward right yeah. in Bershevin's wheelhouse when it comes to 
uh, going outside of the box and getting people. So this plays right yeah. into what we usually see. Um, so yeah, all the all the best uh, to uh, Simone Dupre when when the yes. professional tryout stuff starts. And now we can get to the meat and potatoes of what is driving people nuts, at least this particular week. And it deals <laughs> with the well-known Mati Pelletier or Mattis Pelletier, the billboard Pelletier. kid. Yeah. This goddamn billboard, I swear to Christ, it's driving me nuts. And, uh, okay, let me let me put my thoughts out on this. <clears throat> Should should I go first as one yeah, of the original actually, I dissenters? Was thinking. Yes, okay. you did. Okay, because go for it. I know everybody loves this, and the theory behind it is wonderful, and I absolutely adore the sentiment. Carrie Price took a lot of crap that was undeserved, and it's important that he knows that there are still fans. We heard that from Stefan Waite. And I liked the social media movement that happened, everybody getting behind him and posting all their favorite things about him, and we know that that got to him. Via his wife, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's enough, in my opinion. Um, and while I love this gesture, and it seems like such a gung-ho kid thing to do, Carrie Price doesn't need a billboard. Carrie Price, in my opinion, being that he and I are BFFs, obviously <laughs> I know his thoughts. I think he would think that's too much. And I personally think that while I said the gesture is lovely and amazing and so good-hearted, I think that money could be much better spent in a donation to something like Breakfast Club Canada that we know is is important to Carey Price and or some other organization that he supports, maybe something in Montreal. Um, I get the sentiment behind it. Maybe put that donation in Price's name, but I just... It bothers me seeing all that money going to nothing, really, um, when I think it could be better used. So, like I said, the sentiment is wonderful. I wish it was in a different format. So I for agree. me, being, being sort of an amateur PR advisor, if I imagined myself um, advising Carrie Price, like I see, like, okay, so I'm a mom. My, th this uh, kid is not too far removed from the age of my son. And, you know, I mean, we all on the podcast were quite vocal about how we felt about, you know, um, that whole situation about, you know, the we love you carry hashtag movement or whatever and him feeling unloved and being moved to tears when he got the ovation. So I thought... Like, if I'm Carrie Price's advisor, uh, as Carrie Price, I would be very moved by the gesture by the young kid. Um, would not dissuade him from that, but pledge to match whatever it was that, that the billboard yes. cost and put it towards the breakfast club. Agreed. That was something because I Because you don't uh, want to take yeah. away, you don't want to make him feel shitty about his initiative that was born out of his fandom and so you just say oh my god thank you so much i'm so touched i'm very humbled obviously i don't think that carrie price needs a billboard he probably would be embarrassed and like you know what i mean in the best possible way but you don't take that away from the kid and just say i'm gonna match whatever you raise and I mean, I in no way thought that Carrie Price should come out and say, no, don't do this. No, I, I know. I, I definitely know don't mean. think that should be 
done because yeah you're yeah. right that's just crushing could you imagine if for no purpose did he would oh, never knock on the never. kid's door he's like listen here you stop this what are you this doing wagging the finger in his face oh. stop this do you think i no. look at billboards i don't he doesn't even talk to that'd be a very way. lex luther thing to do oh <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry absolutely so that money going towards a a, a worthy cause is uh, of course like it, it it's sort of you know quote unquote better spent but here's here's a win win right that would be a win win i agree now yeah my you should tweet carrie and let him know oh yeah for sure <laughs> let's tweet him because yeah. he looks at all his tweets obviously certainly does because <laughs> he is <laughs> our mom's favorite player yeah <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that one. He's uh, not my mom's favorite player. <gasps> well, you're gonna have to who's tell Carrie that. Who's your mom's favorite that. player? Placant. Oh, oh. I'm that's sure. right. He's such a mom type favorite player. Oh yeah, God, it's, he really, he really is. is. Oh, he wears his turtleneck. What a smart boy. <laughs> it's so cool. My mom doesn't there. have a favorite player either. It's okay. My mom's favorite player is Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, we yeah. know. Oh we know. God, I can't Is believe. she happy about the new contract? Oh, when I mentioned that at camp, she was like, <laughs> We got Mark Andre Fleury. And, I, and like she gave me a shirt. And I was like, oh, my God, Mom, oh, this is yeah. too much to handle right now. <laughs> no, but, okay, in regards to Billboard Kid, um, the thing that that's really odd about this and you know you both brought up like super great points yeah put the uh put the money towards um uh towards a, a cause that that carrier supports and um and also uh, having carrier uh, match uh the donations and whatnot but with the kid putting this together he saw somehow all the stuff that happened uh, with Carrie uh, over the past season. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to put a GoFundMe together, and I am going to get a billboard. And that is a 16-year-old kid pretty much yeah. writing a fan letter Yeah, it's in a way. Cool. So, And it is cool that he actually took the time to do that. Now, we are at the disadvantage. Um, we have the disadvantage of hindsight. Right. Because we can mm. say, well, it would have been better if we did this, that and the other thing. While the kid at that point in time, in that moment was like, I'm going to do a GoFundMe, you know, click, 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 boom. Yeah. There it is. And how much cash does it have right now? Fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Plus when, plus when you're 16, that's how your brain works. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. It goes click, yeah. click, you don't boom. think about. Yeah. You don't think about donations. People are sitting charities. on my favorite yeah. player. I'm putting up a billboard. Yeah. yeah, boom, there it is. So he's going to take the mountain that he can shout from, which is GoFundMe, yeah. and do it up. And it's great. Now, reading the article, you know, all the details weren't, like, ironed out yet. So we really don't know what's going to become of everything. And who knows? You know, the Habs might reach out and say, hey, we'll do this and the other thing, depending on how much money's yeah. raised. But the thing that's driving me crazy about this is people going out of their way to shit on the entire situation. <laughs> leave the kid alone holy crap yeah. it's not like they're it's yeah. not like they're you know they're bad mouthing the kid or anything like that well some are which is just bonkers mind-boggling 
and the other aspect to it is, you know, that alludes to what you had mentioned before, Ashley, and that, you know, Carey Price doesn't need a billboard. Of course he doesn't need a billboard. But this is a kid, you know, doing a random yeah. thing. He's like, I want to build a treehouse today. Derp, 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 derp. Fails. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to put a billboard up. Derp, 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 derp. You know, the kid's being. I'm going to rename my restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, Hair on and the that, that, that was not even children. Oh, my God. See, and, and that's the thing. I'm sorry I had to. No, no, that was brilliant. Wait, are they talking? Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Yes, yes I am. Yes. They <laughs> renamed the restaurant and they thought people wouldn't know. <laughs> well, wait, are you are you talking about what I think we'll... you think I'm talking about? I'm talking Guys. about the Montreal restaurant. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> But I... as is. Oh, you know what I know, you know. Oh, I know. Oh, I didn't know Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about hockey things and restaurants, yeah. not just IHOP. Are we talking about IHOP or are we talking about No, IHOP? we're not talking about IHOP. Okay. IHOP. About... Are you new? No, they changed it back. <laughs> no, they changed it back. I saw a commercial at work yesterday <laughs> where it was like, the B is gone. We're back to P. Oh, God. And I was like. Could okay, you imagine but you still the... have vegan pancakes, so could... <laughs> I can't eat there. My lord, could you imagine being the PR person behind that nonsense? Holy crap! <laughs> anyway, I was like, "What's the okay?" Yeah. No, the anyway. the. I mean, what is happening? It is a kid. <laughs> the kid should the just get his House billboard. Of pancakes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I I okay. Let's move on. Dave's making a point. Okay, Dave. the kid, the billboard. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. The B is for billboard. Oh. <laughs> oh okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The upside down B Anyways, is for uh, price. Young uh, Mr. Pelletier. It's for burgers, right? <laughs> yes. Decided to walk into the International House of Billboards. <laughs> and he said, I would like a billboard of uh, Carrie Price over uh, uh. over uh, Auto Route 15, please. And they said, well, don't you mean uh, Auto Route Kynes? And he's like, no, no. Excuse you. <laughs> Auto yeah. 15, please. So, yeah. and the whole aspect of this that I'm trying to say is that if people are really that pissed about it and they think that a bunch of other things should be done, do it. You got yeah. cash, donate. How about that? Why not? And that's it. It's just, it, 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 it boggles me that people are going out of the way to say, you know, to say just uh, to, to, to den- denigrate denigrate something yes. to denigrate yes, the, the uh the the, the 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 whole process i mean just leave the kid leave them alone the Let thing is it's it. really it's really easy to sit there and say no he shouldn't do this and then walk away from your keyboard oh absolutely. Yeah. it doesn't require any effort on your part mm-hmm. it just requires that feeling of superiority for knocking down a 16 year old trying to do something nice and further yeah. i'm kind of shocked that no one's like found this kid's like social media at all Unless I'm in the dark, because I don't know. Well, he was on with um, Simon Salikas yesterday, hmm. and he he was just absolutely lovely. And he said, you know what? Like people were shitting on Carey Price, where he carried the team on his back, quote unquote, for five years. Smart kid. Like, right? Like, some people like to give a lot of the credit to other players, but let's not forget that. When Carrie Price is not Carrie Price, it's ugly. Mm, things don't go so great, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, like, he was just kind of pointing that out. And 
it's just sort of a product of, you know, the whole everything like what he was hearing was everything that was happening on social media, uh, you know, the Tony Marineros and everybody on the airwaves, you know, rightfully criticizing like they get so sensitive about being sort of challenged for criticizing the team but you know it gets to be a little bit too much and maybe they don't realize that it's sort of the crescendo and the increasing wave after wave after wave of negativity coming from all you know sides like all whatever social media everything that it becomes a little bit overwhelming and it's the same like going back to the same thing about Mac Pacioretty with um, you know the, the the notion now that the Habs have devalued him and and sort of thrown him under the bus every chance they get I I don't know when that has happened I, I would uh, curious like honestly I would like to be pointed to when that did happen from the Habs that he was devalued so much but what it is is there's so much conversation happening about that on the radio in print, in media, on social media, and everything, that it becomes to be this accepted thing. Right. And it's just, like, like uh, all of the criticism of Matt, Max Pacioretty, uh, like, it, it, it sort of becomes parroted, you know, in the national media and everything else about all of these notions surrounding that player and that it just becomes accepted fact and then it all gets blamed on Mark Bergman. <laughs> it all gets blamed on the organization and like who who has been debating for the last 18 months who the next who the captain of the Montreal Canadiens should be not Mark Bergman. Mm-mm. that's right that's very true now I have As a question. Usual, I've talked too much. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't talk enough. If we had more voices like yours in the world, it'd be a better place. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I'm a fan. I support this. So I have a tell, I have a question. Tell us more Chilean things. Oh yeah. See, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to think of some. But you have to speak to your mother about that. I can't that. perform on cue. Yeah, I, I will. Sorry, I will. Hair on the tongue. <laughs> Harry tongue? Is there like a? Is there like a? medical like name for that like maybe hair in his <gasps> tongue maybe it's like I think the mumps or something hold on what right? mumps like the mumps Do, the, doesn't your tongue swell up when you have the mumps <gasps> okay i wait i have a no. question i have a question oh <laughs> do you think that the next mumps outbreak is going to coincide with the next lockout oh <gasps> that's it the first Ooh. thing that comes in your head go sydney crosby <laughs> <laughs> Corey Perry. The yes or no question. <laughs> Mid-East America. We like to keep, keep things complicated um, here no. at the hour. <laughs> now. Well, like, remember with Sidney Crosby? They were like, would he... Like his face, what? like the a gigantic, like Sidney Crosby when he had the mumps. Yeah. No, he looked like a chipmunk. Everybody's like, "What could be wrong with him? What mops? What are you talking about?" <laughs> On the side was... of his fucking face. Absurd. Ugh. I have that a question for funny. everybody. Yes. What yes. was everyone's uh, favorite Habs moment? Because <gasps> we are way over time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I have one. 
Okay. I have one. Thank God. I woke up on Saturday morning to a DM from our lovely Beth telling me that oh. Mark Bergevin answered my question. Oh, right there. Questions. That's an easy one. Because <laughs> he answered them both. He didn't just answer one. He answered them both. Even he took- though he kind of made me look like a chomp for asking about <laughs> Shea Weber after he'd already told us about Shea Weber. But I've already explained that. That was mine. That's a good one. That was a good one. I, I like have one right now. Um, but I already mentioned before, but my God, I love that behind the scenes with the draft. It has production value. It has back and forth between scouts. It's just, it is uh, pretty eye-opening, and I'm really had the, uh, really happy that the Habs uh, put out for us to enjoy. It's really great, and it makes you realize that uh, people in the Habs organization, they're trying, and they're doing a good job. So I like yeah. it. That's my favorite moment. Uh, my favorite moment of this week was when Matthew Dandino showed up at the Canadians Hockey School with all the little kiddos <gasps> to help teach them things. Oh. I don't know if I've ever spoken about how much God. I loved Matthew Dandino on this podcast <laughs> before, but I loved him and it made me really happy to see Aww. his smiling face in a Habs jersey again. So That's very cool. Awesome. That was mine for today. Mine is... Um, that I ordered my first authentic Habs jersey this week. Oh, my God. <gasps> Yay! Oh, um, my God. And? And, and it's Paul Byron. Oh, yes. And it's the um, NHL 100 Classic. Order. <gasps> um, I'm very excited. So um, for people who may not have been following me during the regular season, um, Myself and a husband named Kristen, who is letter underscore bombs on Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. She's pretty cool. You should follow her. She she's the one who both... made my Jamie Ben shirt because she's awesome. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, she and I are both English nerds. Um, and so this As in past season, the language. The language, yes. Sorry, not the country. <laughs> not from um, We're English literature nerds. English, the um, country, known very well for its. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for their biscuits and cumberbatches. English, oh, yeah. the country. English, the country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. But whenever Paul Byron scored, we would, one or both of us would post oh, um, an God. excerpt from one of uh, Lord Byron's poems on Twitter. The Tale of and... Roland or whatever it is. <laughs> there are lots. I don't think that, that's not one of his. Are you sure? I don't, I don't, there's so many. I forget. Um, there was a lot of Googling going on during the hockey games. Anywho, um, I'm really excited because this is going to be, I ne- my old jersey was not an authentic and it's kind of beat up and I, I still love it. I'm keeping it forever. It's a Gallagher, of course. Um, but I am going to Montreal next year and I needed a new jersey and I didn't want to wait to get one, especially because this one was hard to get my hands on. Um, so yeah, that was my favorite thing of the week. And it's, I still not gotten the shipping email. I'm waiting patiently for it, but yeah. That's very cool. That is very cool. <laughs> that makes me super And happy. are you going to wear it when you go to Montreal? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Very wow. cool. That's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It's going to be yeah, a good season. Neither. I don't care what happens. Yes, it's gonna be fun. it is. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that being said. David. Yes. Did you say a favorite thing? Do you yeah. even listen to me? <laughs> Are you new? <laughs> the 
you have hair on the tongue? <laughs> All right, goodbye, well, listeners. That's it. That. We're done. This <laughs> is the, the music is in right now. It's so bad. Okay. Yeah, Come on, get happy. No, it's this, no, it's not even that song right now. Oh shit! Um, shining happy dip, people. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah. The symbol. <laughs> the alarm clock. Shining happy people. Um. <laughs>